0: Hello and welcome. Well, it's not every day that you get to speak to not one, but two dynamic women who are inspirational to many of us. Now, both are mothers uh, with two children and former policewomen. These two super talented twin sisters have demonstrated to all Aussie mums how following your heart and true passion can and does pay off. Now, you may remember them from winning the block in 2013 and returned for the block Fans versus faves in 2014. Now, since then, they have continued their success as accomplished interior designers and now have launched and expanded their personal care brand alive. Now, I'm really excited to welcome our two special guests. This is the first time we've had two guests in one interview and in, po- in one podcast. Our two special guests, Lassandra and Alyssa Fraser. How, how are you both? Welcome. <laughs>
1: Hello, thank you for having us and thanks
0: for the intro. Now, your story is really quite inspirational, how you originally transitioned from the police force to interior design and have clearly excelled at that. And, of course, in the last 12 months, having launched your own personal body care range Alive. Is that the the correct way of pronouncing the brand, Alive?
1: It's Alive Body.
0: Alive Body, okay. So the personal body care range alive body now it seems you've both really mastered um you know your own fates um but neither of those pivots are simple or without any challenges which you have clearly mastered you know both so i'd just love to know you know for you guys how do you look back retrospectively at all your accomplishments to date
1: it's kind of it's easy to kind of forget about that and then you'll have a moment every now and then where you actually kind of do take time to reflect and that's I think when it hits you because this is our day-to-day life it feels so normal to us but then I guess a police car will drive past or you'll be like oh my gosh remember the days when we used to (laughs) be out on the bay and go to these kind of jobs and then like to do what we're doing now it kind of sometimes it does still like a bit of a dream Sorry. like that introduction that you gave if I was listening to this podcast I'd have butterflies be like that's amazing good on you girls
0: but and like it when you're
1: it, you <laughs> don't actually think what you've achieved is that great
0: yeah well it is yeah. and 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 now talking specifically to a mum or a dad uh listening to this or watching this who like you you know had a passion yeah. and a true calling for something bigger and other than the job that they, they're working in, like like you just explained, what you were working in. Yeah. um. But in their circumstance, maybe perhaps they're just hesitant to maybe give it a shot and just take that leap forward. Can you maybe just talk us through how you guys actually made that decision to have a go despite all the odds?
1: I mean, we're not going to lie and say that we didn't, ha- we, we had it a slight advantage obviously coming off of the block we'd won a little bit of money a massive advantage but, but we had a well massive. You, we, got, we got given a platform and that's what we did with that platform I guess so yeah we did certainly have that advantage where we came off winning money from the block we got asked back to do the second block and it was kind of we had money to almost I guess back ourselves to mm-hmm. a certain extent and take that leap of faith like in the real life, if it wasn't for the block and we thought, oh, let's try interior design, we wouldn't have had the, well, getting customers would have been, or clients would have been a lot harder, taking the the chance that it's going to work out and not having an income. Um, having said that, though, there have been hundreds of people that have been on the block before and, you know, it doesn't mean just because you haven't been on the block you, or you don't have, you know, a, a some money, extra money sitting there that you can't do that. We certainly don't want to think, like, put, put it out there to people that if you haven't been on the block and you haven't won money, then you can't do this. Yeah, if, but I mean, but hard work back, and determination.
0: But if we take a step back, I mean, how was that transition from leaving the po- police force to wanting to to go onto the block and actually then sort of make that transition and that pivot into interior design? I mean, can you maybe talk us through that, like, before? before yeah. we, we I mean, that was guys?
1: very organic. Um, And I think this is what happens a lot of the time is people fall into these passions. They don't, when you leave school, you don't know what you want to do. You don't, it's, yeah, we we apply because we love the show. We thought we would go on, hopefully win some money and return back to our normal day jobs and our normal lives. Like that was our intention. We had no idea that we had this passion for interior design. We fell into it. Um, And I think When you have that realisation that, hey, there is something for me that I'm not currently doing that sparks this fire inside of my belly, then that's when you have to take a, you know, that moment and and decide how you're going to move forward.
0: So saying that, what tips and maybe words of advice do you have for any parent listening in a similar situation with a great idea, um, if it's either for a business and or in any capacity and aspire to launch their own business and move forward um, and to make that pivot? Do Do you have any words of advice or anything that you want to share maybe?
1: I think it's about, if, especially if you don't have a lot of money to invest about starting out small, mm. um, don't try and aim for the stars straight away. Mm. Um, you know, say if you've got that little bit of money, invest into a prototype and then put it out there, talk to your friends. This is something you think you would like. Do some market research, actually see whether it is going to be a viable business. All of that kind of stuff doesn't really cost a lot of money. No. Um, so, yeah, make sure that if you are going to, to pivot that what you're pivoting to is going to be viable for you guys and that it's not just something that, you know, you think is really good but nobody else, you know, (laughs) thinks. Don't leave your job and put all your eggs in one basket. And I think we're very fortunate enough these days is to be able to juggle both while you're, you know, you're launching a business or you're getting your feet off the ground. You can have your full-time job. You can go home. We worked. We still do. Our butts off. We would get home, we'd do our mum's stuff, the kids would be in bed from seven o'clock until two o'clock in the morning. We would be up just working. And that was probably for four to five years after yep. we finished the block. We would be up every night till 2 a.m. Like back and forth. Love it. Yep. Like it was literally the grind. it was the grind. But if you want something that badly, then you'll make it happen. Yeah. And which is why I think a lot of People, they might do it for one or two months and then they give up. It's not meant to be. It wasn't your passion. You didn't want it bad enough.
0: Yeah. And look, taking into consideration that this was doubly hard for you both because you both had to make a decision, like for you and your families. And it wasn't just one of you making a decision in isolation as well. So I just wanted to mention that for everyone sort of watching and listening as well, that it was. Having was, Having
1: said that, though, we also have that advantage of of having
0: each other. Yes as well.
1: Do you know what I mean that a lot of people probably don't so you kind of have to look at that in
0: both
1: ways
0: I think. So I mean looking at this and launching not one but two businesses can be extremely tough. Now your second business was launched during 2020 during COVID Um, so for any I mean do you have any advice for anyone um, you know once again for parents about starting businesses during I guess, these especially economic volatile times, is it just the fact that you just have to be, um, I, I mean, as you said earlier, you don't you, you don't just go ahead and leave your job. You need to be able to hustle and, and do the two um, and to be able to build your business and, and jump into that once it's actually economically viable. I don't know. Do you have any other tips and advice? Because your second business was actually launched, was it M- March 2020?
1: The, the, the actual the week that most of Australia went into lockdown. The week. The week but of. If you ever launched anything in the middle of COVID, then hand wash is probably <laughs> yeah. like, you plan that? It's like it took two years of planning. I don't think we could have ever predicted this. <laughs> no,
0: not at all. So is it about finding a product or service that people need and have a true need for That that is, I it's guess, not, part of the essence? You do
1: have to reinvent the wheel.
0: That's the thing. You just have to find
1: something that people love and we we didn't just pull this out of thin air. It was something that we identified in the market that we, we finished styling our, we, we finished designing our Albert Park project and we came to styling the bathrooms and we traipsed around Melbourne trying to find some hand soap to style for um, photography. And we couldn't find any. Well, we couldn't find anything that hadn't been like seen in every single magazine. That or was unique, that offered different colours for different colour palettes. And that's where the gap was. So it wasn't, we didn't reinvent the wheel. There's plenty of hand soap and lotion out there, but no one's done it the way that we've done it. So I think that that's probably a good takeaway for anybody listening is that there are plenty of things out there that have been done a million times. You just need to do it better or find a different way to do it.
0: Yeah, or something that people have a need for, which you seem to always do, I guess, like you're known for creating the wow factor on a budget, which is something that many families are always interested in in doing. Um, But I guess if this information and this advice doesn't have to be about starting a business per se, it can also be practical advice for anyone starting or wanting this, maybe procrastinating about making any decision in their life as well. It's about sort of having that support network around you and making the right decisions. But now looking, I get this, it's about eight or nine years on since the block, is it now, time we're looking uh, at the time? Uh, eight, eight
1: yeah,
0: yeah. So do you find that once you've, you've stepped outside your comfort zone and you've taken that initial risk, um, that it's, it's m- much like strengthening a muscle, the more you exercise risk-taking, the stronger and more resilient you actually get? Have you found yeah.
1: that? A mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, like, everything that we've jumped into hasn't always been a success. There's certainly been lots of failures along the way. Um, But I guess those failures have been a massive learning curve for us and I don't think we would be where we are now if we hadn't failed in a lot of things. Um, Yes. So I think it's having that ability to be able to get back up um, straight away as well. Like we, yeah, before we started Alive, you know, we did have some really hard times and, the hard time hit and I think it was a day where it was like, no. Yeah. I remember at the start, like hard times would be hit and we'd be like, oh, you know, it would be sh- shit and then another hard time and then, you know, they'd constantly happen but they'd get smaller and smaller, like the the time that you gave to that problem. you yeah. yes. just learn to pick yourself up and dust off and almost to a certain point where it would almost come and you'd always almost be like, oh, that... I'm glad that came like we've <laughs> felt like that for a while and it's you know that just they are all lessons as cliche as it sounds I,
0: mm. I totally understand like when I first launched Kittypedia, like when if I had a problem it was like the biggest problem in the world yeah. and now yeah. you know sort of point yeah. of a bit years on I look back and just go oh my gosh yeah. like you just think to yourself, yeah. how and why did I stress about that back then when I've got you know problems 10 times bigger than that but you just become yeah. resilient don't you yeah. so that's yeah absolutely
1: like i don't dwell over really any hurdle now. Like, there can't really be a hurdle that is, and something that, uh, unless, like, you know, we go to war or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, I mean, and that's just the thing, though. So, know, because launching a business. I'm, then I'm in trouble, but other than that, I reckon anything. <laughs> that's this, this bleak. <laughs> but, you know, but in, in this instance, you know, for anyone watching and listening, when you do take that initial risk, you are going to feel like your problems are enormous but just know yeah, that the, the, yeah. the further you, you dive yourself into it uh, i find having true purpose is something that really has always got me through i always anchor down to why and the reason why i started Kidipedia, Um and that's what sort of gets me up every time i've been knocked down i don't know if it's the same for you guys but you've got to find something that ensures that that, that it does get you up because inevitably every time that you start a project or you are going to take a leap people are always going to get knocked down it's not always going to be easy and it's pretty naive for anyone to think that that it will be so it's
1: never ever ever every day you're going to account come into run into problems and I think the the biggest takeaway could be is what am I learning from this
0: a hundred percent
1: small stuff yeah like what 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 is this teaching me and how can we avoid this next time? But yep. also, one thing I think we have become a lot better at is celebrating the small milestones or the milestones that we do have, instead of it just being, yeah. "Oh yeah, that happened." On to the next. It's actually taking those moments with the whole team and sitting down and going, "Wow, guys! Like we actually, you know, you know that thing we've been working on for the last six months. Well, it just happened, and we should celebrate that because Very if you don't funny. take those moments to celebrate, then you kind of you're never getting that satisfaction. It's yeah. always just
0: you know, what, what, yeah, yeah, the ground, ground, the yeah. it's like a little pit stop along the way. You need to have those moments 100%. Mm-hmm. So, and in saying that, so last year, um, you established a, a new business, a live, um, body, but it, now you have a live baby, um, and just released new product line, um, aimed at toddler and babies, which features, yeah. from my understanding, tell me if this is right, hair and body wash, body lotion, mm-hmm. nappy cream, which I do want to speak to you about. In just a moment, but I and I just firstly would really love to know and learn about you both as mums, and as, yeah. as both as busy as you are running households, being mums, running businesses. Well, that's right. We've got kids, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> <That little> thing <laughs>
1: as well. We've got how two businesses, you... and
0: then we forget about the two kids sometimes. <laughs> why how do you yeah. balance family time with your just your your workload?
1: Yeah, yeah that's the biggest challenge of all I think um, definitely initially mm-hmm. it was really hard yeah. and I think probably over the last uh, I probably think probably years. only over the last year mm-hmm. I think we've both become quite good at being able to switch off maybe just on the weekend and spending their time mm-hmm. with the kids and mm-hmm. realizing that they are getting older like my mm-hmm. oldest starts high school next year and my youngest is, in, is nine so mm-hmm. it's like seeing those years quickly pass you by mm-hmm. and it's that realisation that if you don't stop and enjoy that, then having said that, our team has grown. We've got a team of nine now that we can rely on. So that's probably a big factor. Um, We didn't have the luxury of being able to do that Um, and it's taken eight years to be able to actually now sit back and and go, all right, well, if we want a day off or if we need to go to sports day or if we need to, you know, go to their school excursion, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. we we can. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Not that we couldn't before, but at the end of the day, having your own business, things you have to sacrifice things and that means time with your kids, time, time with your husband, time with your friends and family. Yeah. That's just the reality of it.
0: So is that, oh, tell me if I'm hearing this right, so what you do to keep your sanity is to find those moments of peace in the madness. Is is that what I'm hearing? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, I
1: guess. I mean, especially for me, I kind of segment my week into, all right, Monday to Friday is work. Mm-hmm. Come Friday afternoon, Friday afternoon, Saturday, Sunday is all about family. Yeah. Um, so I guess in a normal environment with two full-time parents, that's how it goes. So I think that way I'm dedicating, you know, all the hours that work needs, but then I uh, when the kids are at home on the weekends, they get the best of us as well.
0: But what I dare say, it's that word balance that you've, that we all aspire to, to. It's finding that that finding it
1: more, finding, finding it more, hundred percent finding it more. If you yeah. had asked us five yeah. years ago, we would have been oh, like, oh, nah, no. that doesn't exist. Balance is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whoever made up that word is just, but, but definitely unbalanced. <laughs> but definitely now I'm feeling the most balanced that I've felt ever, you know, since being on the blog, which is, you know, a really nice feeling.
0: So, Which is something we all aspire to do. Is that just something where you've arrived at now because your businesses have matured? Um, And it's something that anyone, you know, going back to what we are just talking about, that is going to potentially launch themselves into a a project or something, understanding, to time frame it, to say, okay, you know, within this time frame, I am going to have to make these sacrifices, but it does get easier and this is part of the, the, the ongoing journey, would you say? Yeah.
1: Yes, because otherwise people enter these with this false sense of security and it's not and that's why so many businesses fail because people have this preconception of what it's running.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, and it's not, it's harder than working for anybody in your life. (laughs)
0: Because you're laughing because i ability. know the truth I know. Yeah. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> it's a madness
1: like <laughs> yeah. the other business people know like what they're talking about and why like you're laughing so for if anyone <laughs> watching
0: and listening it's not easy it's not going to be easy but just know that what you're doing and when you do have true purpose it does make a difference you are going to help other other it's, people in the end yeah and
1: it's you wouldn't okay. change it you would not change it for the world it's not all bad. It sounds awful, but the flexibility, <laughs> um, it's, it's the flexibility. But also, like, coming into work, I never feel like I work a day in my life. When I was in the police force, I dreaded every shift. Now I'm, like, bursting out of the door, like, and then I'm looking at the time going, oh, my God, it's 5 o'clock, but I don't want it to be 5 o'clock because I've still got stuff to do. I never watch the clock. except for the fact that it's going too quickly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So there's that aspect of it as well.
0: Yeah. And so what kind of mums would you say that you are also? Do you ever get mum guilt?
1: Oh, every day. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Every day. That definitely exists. Yeah. Um, I think we are, well, we've got two boys between us. Um, I think we don't modicol. Modicol. Yeah. Um, we're not, we're, I wouldn't say tough on them. I think, I like think we're very tra- laid back. I think we're yeah. very, we're, we're. very laid back parents. Um, you know, we, we discipline when the need is, when they need to be disciplined. We have fun type of, you know, type of the pa- parents that go out and kick a footy or hit a mm. tennis ball yeah. or, you know, play with them. And I, I think that, I don't think we're crafty parents, that's for sure. Like, mm. to be yeah. honest, I can't think of anything worse than sitting down.
0: Doing craft with my children. <laughs> I would have thought that you guys would have been the ultimate craft nah, with paints nah. and everything. You're telling oh. me you're not crafty mums at all. Nah, I hate that stuff. Thank <laughs> Did God we didn't have girls though, hey. Yeah. Did <laughs> nah. you ever want girls? Because you both got two boys each, yes. don't you? Yeah. Yes,
1: I'll, I'll, I did cry when I found out I wasn't having a girl. I know, how, so did I, how sad. And then I was hoping that she would have a girl so that at least I could live through my niece and then she had another boy, like, all right. But then when they came out, you just wouldn't change them into the bloody world.
0: No, they're so beautiful. Now, I mean, Lathandra, I know that you're separated um, and you share custody with your ex. i just love to know for all of the single parents out there as well, I mean, how do you navigate the the one week on and off? living arrangements with everything that you're doing and all the plates that you're spinning
1: yeah well that's eight years on now so obviously we're in a group but initially oh it was just so hard like the kids are still so young and it was devastating I used to be on the phone crying to Lisa you know every time you know they go back to their dads um but obviously they're older now they're nine and eleven and the way I guess Alisa and I work a little bit different is the week that I have the kids, so I do Wednesday to Wednesday, I make sure that as soon as I pick them up from school at 3 o'clock, that I'm not on my phone, I'm not on the computer, I literally dedicate. uh, They're never in childcare. Um, After school care, I never get anyone to pick them up. It's always me dropping them off, picking them up and making sure that that whole week that I have them, that I'm dedicated to them and then the week that I don't have them or the week is the week that I can come into the office early. I can stay back into the office later. Um, you know, I don't have to be home at a certain time. So, you know, it balances itself out. But I guess, yeah, for people in those positions, it's just about trying to find that balance of I feel like, if anything, I get more time with my kids on the week that I, you know, because I, I, I make up for it. I, yes. I, yeah. I need to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's not always been easy. I mean, what have been some of your hardest parenting moments overall, both of you, I guess? Because I know that you well, had, yeah. Well, I
1: think me being on, you know, single parent for that week, the hard moments are obviously, well, lunch, dinner, breakfast, bedtime, <laughs> 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 doing it all on your own. And because I don't want that help on that week, you know, it's hard. But then I also I also have to appreciate that week that I don't have them Yeah, you know, I'm not doing all of that stuff, so it's.
0: Tip of the cap to you.
1: You become used to it, you know. I I, It's hard, and I wouldn't wish it, you know, upon anybody. But there are lots of people in this situation, and just do the best that you can do. And I'm just so fortunate to be in a position that I own my own business and can set my own hours. You know, so I don't ever take. There are some perks.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, so what do you find, I guess, for both of you, the challenges with raising tweens? Because, Lysandra, your boys are 11 and 9, are they? And, Alyssa, mm. how old are yours still? Mine, um, 5 and 9. Okay, so not quite tweens. But, I mean, ha- ha- um, Lysandra, how are you finding, I guess, that tween stage? <laughs>
1: oh, I swear every time they hit a milestone, you think it's going to get easier, don't you? It's like, oh, they're over their toddlers. Like, this is easy. And then, you know, suddenly he's 11 and his hormones, like he's stuck between still wanting to love me and be close to me, but also wanting his independence. So there's this constant head butting and it's just constant. And I swear my kids take it in turns. One of them will be amazing one week and the other one will drive me nuts. And then the next week they'll swap. And they take it in turns, and it's just
0: mm. Being <laughs> yeah. mother to boys. And Alisa, yeah, how about I you as well? What's that balance feel oh, like for you? Look, oh.
1: Like when they're not fighting with each other, they're just beautiful with each other. But that's probably like five percent of the time. <laughs> um, oh, my kids are so different from one another as well. Mm. Um, so different, which is kind of hard as well because they're yeah. But, um,
0: but both oh, raising boys, okay. I mean, do you have any advice of what's really worked for, for, for both of you at all? I think the biggest thing that I do with my
1: boys is that I just try to make them feel really comfortable. Like I will go into my eldest and, you know, I'll not try and be the cool mum, but I'll have the conversation with, oh, yeah, so who's your girlfriend this week? You know, and I started that from a really young age. Or who do you like? Do you have a crush on anyone? Or I start that conversation with, I started that very early on and my youngest will tell me anything about any girl that is, you know, likes. I think having that conversation with them young will keep them open and it won't be so hard for them when they do go through that stage of finding a partner or liking somebody um, to actually be open and honest. With mm. me, um, and I, I think that's across the board as well, though, isn't it? Like not just with girls; it's just about what's going on at school yeah. or just keeping that line of communication open. Because I think boys can really
0: what not, here. Here you go,
1: and not um, you know, always saying to them. And like, I always say this: like, if I ask him something and he seems a little bit sheepish to tell me, I'll say, "Just tell me. You're not going to get in trouble. This is not me. I would rather you tell me." they're not and then also having that ability if he does say something not to react or overreact to it so that then next time they do want to you know
0: yeah. communicate with you yep look we're, we're very fortunate with um the guests that we speak to during these podcasts and everyone that writes for kittypedia and my understanding with this is what you've actually done is you've you've strengthened the neural pathways in their mind in their brain so when as yeah. you just said so when they are of age mm-hmm. or anything in in their life, they do feel comfortable to come and mm-hmm. speak to you um, about anything um, mm-hmm. because you've actually strengthened and you've actually helped develop that in their in their brains. So well done, um,
1: especially as they do get into puberty and things like that, and their bodies are changing. Like we talk about pubic hair and things like that, just so that when he gets it, he's not embarrassed of it or there's no shame around it or it's just normal. Mm-hmm. Do you know yes. what I mean? So, yeah. Periods, everything's open for discussion. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Boobies. Yeah. I you know, think whatever it is, trying true. to raise boys this mm-hmm. day and age, not to be afraid of their emotions or, oh my god, that's a tampon or that girl's got a period or, you know, it is what it is. If your girlfriend's got a period, make sure you have extra nice to wear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and also being able to, like, I mean, I still, I'd still have a bath with my boys. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, just being honest and not being shy about the female body or anything like that as well and my husband doing the same thing is um, I think the way that we want to raise our boys is so that they, they do have the ability to have an open conversation with both of their parents.
0: Well done. Congratulations on that. And I think you've got that that true balance of being leaders and parents, but also being their friends as well, which is yeah. I think the whole theme for this whole thing is balance, which I'm going, going back to that. But tell us a little bit about the journey about a live Body Baby, because of course, as, as we mentioned, you had a live Body, but now you've actually launched Baby. Can you tell mm. us how that, um, I guess, expansion on the business came about?
1: That was a bit of a natural progression, I think, because a light body came about from obviously the whole idea around our products is that they're not only hand wash and hand lotion; they're 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 a styling item for you, any room in your home, whether it's bathroom, kitchen, laundry, bedside table, um, and it was just that natural progression of okay, how ugly are baby shampoo bottles? Or I mean. Like, seriously, have you been to the supermarket and seen what's on offer? They're ugly. And why? Just because they're babies, should they be ugly? I think people are so house-proud these days. a lot more house-proud than what they used to be. Um, Yeah. You know, thanks to TV shows like The Block and, um, yeah, I think gone are the days where just putting a stock standard off the shelf, you know, people spend a lot of money on their bathrooms. They want the whole bathroom to look nice. Yeah. and. As well I know um, when we were buying products for our kids is that to try and find something that was aesthetically pleasing but also had beautiful ingredients most of the stuff on the shelves these days is full of crap and it's just marketed in a way that sounds good so it was really important for us like with our main range is that we didn't have synthetic fragrance we didn't have synthetic dyes we didn't have silicons no palm in our oil product. no palm oil so it was really important that it was not only beautiful, but the ingredients inside were just as clean and and healthy for your kids.
0: And then why do you think it's so important that parents understand what's inside the products that they're putting on their children as well? Why is that so important for parents to know and understand yeah. that?
1: Baby's skin is so delicate and you want to be, you know, making sure that your kids aren't having reactions because they've got, you know, silicons or or parabens in them. Um, and I think I think gone are the days, like back in our parents' days and even probably back eight years ago, if yeah. it said natural on the bottle, you would be, oh, yeah, yeah, it must be good. There are brands out there that sucked us in and now we look at the back of the mm-hmm. ingredients and we're like, ooh, I can't believe we put this on our kids. The consumer's a lot more educated these days and you kind of, the basic just doesn't fly anymore. So you really do have to step it up and give people what they want. I mean, who doesn't want natural product for their babies? Yeah. And we also proudly um, plant a a tree here right in Australia for every alive body baby and alive body product sold as well. So um, when we did start um, our company, we definitely wanted to do good behind it and And we sat down for a long time and we're like, what is that? And we've got such an appreciation for this planet. So it was something that we wanted to give back as well. And today we've funded the planting of 40,000 trees and counting. Um, So that's something that we're really proud of as well.
0: And it's also about um, the packaging as well. Can you maybe tell us a little bit more about the functionality of the packaging? Um, I I understand there's some, some good stuff around that as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously our bottles look beautiful, but we've created them so that they sit interlock with each other, but they also sit in a tray, and those trays have rubber legs as well. So when you're bathing your baby and you've got one hand, it's not sliding all over the place, and it's so a one-pump action as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, nothing, there's no point in something look beautiful, looking beautiful if it's not functional as well. 100%.
0: You know, and as we were saying at the start of the chat, it's not really—it's not uncommon that mums go to find a product or a service to fit their family's needs or whatever whatever the scenario is, and they can't find it, so they go ahead and create it. Not just for mm-hmm. themselves, but for the greater good, and to be able to give it to other families to, um, mm-hmm. with the opportunity to benefit. So, I have to tip my hat at you and congratulations uh, for doing that and all Thank your you. success. Thank and- you very much. And everything that you've done, um, from a businesswoman to two incredible businesswomen, um, just uh, really in 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 awe of what you you you've done and you're doing um and uh, as mums and everything so just thank, thank you, you for your time today and everything that we've spoken about if if you were to i guess summarize any key messages that you would love for anyone watching and listening from all of the stuff that we've spoken today we've covered a lot really um i don't know like where, where would you start <laughs> like what would you like your know, your parting Mine, words to be
1: one would be nothing comes easy and you can look on the outside Looking in on someone's life and think that they aren't really working that hard to achieve where they've gotten to, or everybody has a perception of everybody else's life. Um, and you cannot get places without working your ass off. And don't have that false conception of something, everything's just going to fall into place and on your lap because it's not. Yeah, It's only hard work that's going to get you places. And mine would probably be that life is really short and you need to do what makes you happy Mm. because if you don't, you're going to get to 60, 70, 80 and look back on your life and think, why didn't I just take that step? Why didn't I just do what I wanted to do? I knew it in my gut and it's too late. So it's not too late to start, you know, what you love now. I just don't think you should look back with regret.
0: In the sliding doors moment, you could still have been that policewoman in that car Right. Going to work every day, and and on the flip side, in a sliding doors moment, look where your life is now, and the impact and the change and the inspiration that you're giving to everyone. So, congratulations. And you
1: know what? What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> what is the worst that can happen? Yeah, you lose your house, you go rent. Your kids still get an education in Australia. You're never going to be starving in Australia.
0: Healthcare is covered.
1: Medicare. As long as you're happy and healthy, then if that you know if, if that gives somebody the confidence to move forward and chase their dreams knowing that their life isn't going to end then go for
0: it i totally agree with you because i think in in life we sometimes the biggest thing that we fear we conjure up in our brains all these okay. things that could go wrong and so we create this monster of a of a thing when realistically it's it's what we like what we're creating in our own minds it's not as you just said what's the worst thing that can happen so you know just give it, give it a shot. You know, be realistic um, yeah. and understand it isn't going to be easy to time frame to be able to, you know, have the support of people around you. Um, but everything that you've shared with us today, no doubt, um, will be able to help people watching and listening um, through your journey and your success and continued success as we continue to watch you guys grow. Um, so to thank, thank you for everything. Yeah, well, and- thanks
1: for having us.
0: And uh, whereabouts can we find um, the Alive Body, Baby and Body range? Whereabouts can that be found?
1: Uh, Instagram is probably the best place or alivebody.com.au. So it's just alive A-L underscore body. Yep. Um, we'll underscore. have all
0: those links in the show notes. Right, ladies, Great. thank you so much for your time. Thank much you. love.
1: Thank, thank you. Thank Nice talking to you.
0: Okay, bye. See bye. Ya. Bye. I'm Rachel Monteleone, and you've been listening to Kittypedia the podcast. You can have full access to Kittypedia by visiting our website at kiddypedia.com.au or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you for listening and be sure to give my love to the kids.